0: This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith, and as always, I will be your host. I appreciate you so much for taking your time to listen to this week's episode, which happens to be... Episode 235, entitled, In What Way Is Jesus the Same Yesterday, Today, and Forever? Yes, in this week's episode, we will explore this very statement that is located in the book of Hebrews, telling us that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King of the Kingdom of God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It appears in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Now, Hebrews chapter 13 is actually at the end of the book of Hebrews. And it is among this collection of miscellaneous words and encouragements and warnings for the readers. Now, we know from the book of Hebrews that Jesus did change during his lifetime. Jesus was born. He was born a descendant of David. Jesus was perfected in his sufferings. Jesus died, meaning he ceased to live from Friday to Sunday. He was raised to life, and he was given indestructible life, and that he was made high priest forever. sure sounds like an awful lot of changes for someone who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does this passage mean? Here are some questions I would like to explore in this week's episode. First, how has this passage been interpreted by others? And are there reasons for interpretation persuasive? Second, is there any significance to the phrase the same, in that Jesus Christ is the same? Third, Does the context of our passage in question offer any clues to its meaning? And lastly, what sort of depiction in the book of Hebrews do we see of Jesus that might help us understand how he is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point today is Hebrews chapter thirteen verse eight and the same Jesus. So we'll read our passage. It's pretty short and sweet. We've already alluded to it before. Hebrews thirteen verse eight says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Seems to indicate that if you look at the figure Jesus Christ, this human Messiah. And you look backwards, he was the same yesterday, and he is the same today, and tomorrow he's going to be the same, and you can continue to make that statement for the rest of eternity. Now, some of the older commentators and some of the modern-day internet theologians that you'll see on YouTube think that this particular passage points to some sort of immutability attribute that Jesus might have, which in turn would argue that Jesus actually is the God of Israel, the immutable one true God. Now, modern commentators seem to have discounted this particular possibility. For example, the Hermeneia commentary on the book of Hebrews by Harold Attridge says, quote, while it bears some superficial resemblance to the divine self-predications of the Old Testament, it is not a cryptic way of identifying Jesus and Yahweh, in quote, page 393. So what Dr. Atridge is pointing out there is that the God of the Old Testament is sometimes described as the one who is and who was and who is to come, And he says that while this statement in Hebrews 13, verse 8 has some sort of superficial resemblance to this declaration, it is actually not a cryptic way of identifying Jesus and Yahweh. We have another similar sort of interpretation in the word biblical commentary by William Lane. He says, quote, Accordingly, verse 8, in reference to chapter 13, is not to be interpreted as an acclamation of Jesus' timeless ontological immutability, end quote, page 528. So the ontological language is, of course, the language of the creeds of Chalcedon, to where Jesus is ontologically related to the Father. Now, of course, This has not kept some commentators from saying that Hebrews 13 verse 8 actually hints at or merely implies that Jesus is Yahweh because the passage, of course, does not outright say this. And so the most that someone could say if they are trying to make this argument is that the passage implies that Jesus is Yahweh or just hints at the fact that Jesus is Yahweh. So Craig Kester in the Anchor Bible Commentary says on page 560, Hebrews 13 verse 8 implies Jesus' divinity. Now without actually telling us what he means about the word divinity or defining that particular word, all he can say is that this just implies it. It doesn't outright say it, just an implication. But as I've already noted, the majority of modern commentators are not saying that the phrase Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forever is a reference to Jesus being God, being the God of Israel, or having some sort of ontological association with the Father in the way that the post-biblical creeds were describing. Now, I do want to look at this particular phrase within the passage which says that Jesus Christ is the same. What does it mean that he is the same? So, in Greek, this phrase is o aftos, the same. Now, when you do a phrase study on o aftos, you take that exact phrase and you search for it within the Greek New Testament what you will find is that it does appear in the book of Hebrews of course in our present passage chapter 13 verse 8 but it also appears one other time in the book of Hebrews it appears twice and it appears in chapter 1 verse 12 in addition to our present passage so I think that's interesting so since chapter 1 is at the beginning of course, of the book of Hebrews, and chapter 13 is at the end, we may have a statement about Jesus that is functioning as an inclusio, which kind of bookends the book of Hebrews by having a statement at the beginning and a similar statement at the end. Let's explore this. So in chapter 1, verse 12, we actually have the second of two Old Testament quotations that stem all the way back to chapter 1, verse 8. And these Old Testament quotations are attributed to, according to chapter 1, verse 8, the Son. This says, but of the Son, it says, and then there are quotations from Psalm 45 and Psalm 102. Now, I know there are some biblical Unitarians who do not think that the quotation of Psalm 102 that we see in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. and Remember, the phrase that we're looking for, the same, appears in verse 12. Some biblical Unitarians do not think that that particular passage refers to the Son. They think that it refers to the Father. But the insistence that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever seems to be recalling this exact language that we see In chapter 1, verse 12, let me read that particular verse. In chapter 1, verse 12, it is, by quoting Psalm 102, it says, And like a mantle, you will roll them up like a garment, they will also be changed, but you are the same. There's our language. You are the same, and your years will not come to an end. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 12. So if chapter 1, verse 12 and its quotation of Psalm 102 is indeed about Jesus as the way that I've argued in that the passage is a wisdom Christology passage referring to the original creation, then it would help us to understand a little bit more about the way in which Jesus Christ is the same. There's a sense to where his years are not going to come to an end And, of course, in contrast to other things that do change, there is a sense of reliability that we can have on Jesus. Parts of creation are going to be rolled up and changed, but Jesus will not change. He is the same. You are the same. So, if the passage, our original passage in chapter 13, verse 8, is not about Christology... And it's not about jesus identification as yahweh but rather it's about the way that jesus remains the same in some sort of enduring way that would naturally be applicable to the readers of the book of hebrews then we need to look a little bit deeper in order to make sense of it we need some more data so Let's begin by checking out the context of our passage. This moves us, of course, to our second point. Point number two, the surrounding context of Hebrews 13, verse 8. So I'm going to do what seems to be the obvious thing, which is to read the surrounding verses. So if I start in verse 7, the passage says, Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. So that's the context, Hebrews 13, verses 7 through 9. We just read the verse before it and the verse after it. And I feel that after reading those verses, we are actually starting to get somewhere. We're starting to make more sense of our present passage. Now, the former verse, 13, verse 7, speaks about leaders, particularly former leaders. Their legacy is going to endure because readers are supposed to remember them. They are told to consider their conduct and they're supposed to imitate their faith. And by faith that means they're supposed to imitate their faithfulness. Look at these former leaders. It seems that they've died but remember them. They've died but their legacy is going to continue in the sense that We are recalling them. I mean, we're still talking about them today, nearly 2,000 years later. We are considering their lifestyle, their conduct, and we are commanded to imitate their faith, their faithfulness. So leaders have died, but, chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ remains the same. Jesus has indestructible life. He has eternal life. He is never going to die so there could be a contrast involving leaders who have died and now we have jesus who is never to die again he of course is a figure who is a leader now if you look at the next verse chapter 13 verse 9 this verse actually contrast the enduring stability of jesus with the instability of varied and strange teachings these strange teachings have the capacity to carry believers away and to take them off the track of the road to salvation so the passage goes from recalling and remembering the faithfulness of former leaders to the person of Jesus who never changes he is the same yesterday today and forever to watching out for strange teachings that can negatively affect our faithfulness to Jesus. And now I feel we're starting to make sense of our present passage. This particular theme of faithfulness seems to be reoccurring. We're to recall the faithfulness of these leaders who preach the gospel. They preached the word of God. They preach the message of the kingdom. Then we look at Jesus. He is the same. Certainly, Jesus was someone who was very faithful. And yet, readers are warned to continue their faithfulness by not following after strange and odd teachings. Faithfulness seems to be the common thread within the context of our passage. Perhaps, too, Jesus is a faithful character And in light of his faithfulness, we can depend on him without worrying of change. We don't have to worry about the fact that, well, some leaders have died and that's brought some anxiety and sadness and perhaps instability. And there are these crazy teachings that are coming along, potentially pulling some people away, but we can have confidence and trust in Jesus because he is a solid figure remains the same so let's explore the person of Jesus as he is depicted in the book of Hebrews to see in what ways he might be portrayed as a faithful individual this moves us to our third and final point the faithfulness of Jesus within the book of Hebrews so we'll look at some passages that describe Jesus' behavior so in chapter 2 verse 17 of the book of hebrews it says therefore he jesus had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to god to make propitiation for the sins of the people that's hebrews two seventeen. so we could see there that jesus was a human being In all manners, he was like his brethren in all things, like his brothers in every capacity. And then he became a faithful high priest in the things that are pertaining to God. Of course, a priest is a figure that is distinct from God, but he mediates the holiness and forgiveness that God offers. So Jesus is, of course, distinguished from God. He is not to be confused with the one true God the God of Israel. But Jesus is described here as faithful. He was a faithful high priest, and since Jesus is a high priest forever, I imagine he continues to be a faithful high priest. But the point is, Jesus is depicted here as someone acting faithfully. Let's look in chapter 3. I'm going to start in verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle, and high priest of our confession he was faithful to him who appointed him as moses also was in all his house for he has been counted worthy of more glory than moses but just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house for every house is built by someone but the builder of all things is god now moses was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house. That's Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. So twice in this passage, Jesus is depicted as faithful. In verse 2, it says, Jesus was faithful to him who appointed him. That, of course, is God. God is the one who appointed Jesus. Jesus was faithful to God. Again, this distinguishes Jesus from God. They are clearly separate beings, separate persons, and they're not to be confused nor collapsed together. And then we can see that Jesus is compared to Moses. Moses was faithful as a servant but Christ was faithful as a son. And of course, a son is better than a servant. It's not saying anything negative about Moses. It's just saying that Jesus as a son ranks higher than a servant. But Jesus was faithful in a way that Moses was faithful. So quite clear there, Jesus is depicted as a faithful person. Just a few chapters into the book of Hebrews, and Jesus is clearly someone who, who is demonstrating loyalty and obedience and fidelity and faithfulness to God. Now, if you were to do a word study on the word faithful, or even the noun faith, you'll of course notice that there's an entire chapter in the book of Hebrews that deals with this. It's the chapter of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Now, I would prefer to call it the chapter of faithfulness because it says by faith, and then it mentions all of these key figures Within Israel's history and it describes not their acts of believing and the contents of their mind and the things that they ascribe to it actually demonstrates the ways in which they demonstrated faithfulness it tells their behavior it shows that by faith or by faithfulness the ways in which these individuals showed their obedience and fidelity to God with their actions with their loyalty. So at the very end of that chapter, after giving an entire chapter of all these various persons demonstrating faithfulness, we begin in chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, or faithfulness, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. So after an entire chapter of persons being described and portrayed as having faithfulness, Jesus is the person upon whom we are to be fixing our eyes, and he is described as the author and perfecter of faith or faithfulness. Jesus is the one that demonstrated faithfulness to God, and the passage tells us how Jesus did that. He endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he was rewarded for his faithfulness by being enthroned at the right hand of God. And we are to fix our eyes on him. We are to consider him. And of course, we are to demonstrate our own faithfulness by laying aside every encumbrance and laying aside the sin and running with endurance the race that is set before us. So Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, precisely because he is faithful. He is faithful to God, and of course, as a high priest, he is faithful to his brethren. That is the way that the book of Hebrews can say that he is the same, without it being a contradiction to the fact that Jesus certainly did mutably change, in the sense that He was created, he was perfected, he died, he was raised, he was given indestructible life, he was made a high priest forever, and he was exalted and enthroned next to God in heaven. So that is how Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please join us next week as we explore the meaning of mediator and the ways in which Jesus as the mediator relate to and is distinguished from the one true God. So please look forward to our next episode on the subject of the mediator. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us as we promote the sound truths of the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. If you agree with our mission, please consider subscribing. It's absolutely free. You can subscribe on iTunes or YouTube and offer us an honest review on iTunes. And you can, of course, support us by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. If you'd like to offer a donation or a tip, you can check out the link to PayPal that's associated with this particular episode. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, please take care.